Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We are so excited about this next guest. We've been following her on social for a long time, and we're just going to go ahead and toss it on over to her and let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I am Allie DeBerry Beatty. I am married to Tyler Beatty. He is a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we live in Texas during the offseason. Yeah, that's so exciting. So tell us a little bit of the background. We know that there's way more to this story than you just living in Texas currently. (laughs) So please give us like a little rundown of how y'all met and then how did you get tossed into the baseball world? Because we know that it's super intensive, a lifestyle. So give us, give us a little summary. (laughs) Yeah, we have a very interesting how we met story. First of all, I grew up in a baseball family. My dad was a high school baseball coach for 34 years or so. And I have two older brothers who grew up playing baseball. So I've been at a baseball field pretty much my whole life. And one night my parents were watching the College World Series. This was back in 2014. And my dad was talking about the pitcher and my mom mentioned, oh, he's really cute. He's cute. (laughs) And so the next morning at breakfast, she tells me, Allie, you need to look up this pitcher. He's adorable. You guys have the matching moles. We both have moles on the side of our face. (laughs) So random. And I wanted nothing to do with the idea. I thought that is so creepy. Mom, you've really (laughs) lost it. And she was so persistent. She's never like this, but I don't know. I just did it to get her off my back. So like a stalker, I Google number 11, Vanderbilt baseball, scroll through the roster, get his name, Tyler Beatty. And I follow him on Twitter, not Instagram, Twitter. Within about five minutes, He had followed me back and I was, I don't know if I was excited or what, but he messaged me right away. And I told mom and she thought it was cute. So now we joke that it was an arranged marriage (laughs) and um, we talked for a while and um, FaceTimed and texted. And eventually I was out in LA working and he had gone out to San Francisco. He had just gotten drafted by the San Francisco Giants. And he's like, well, why don't you just come see me? Like, it's a short flight. So once again, I was a little hesitant. Mom's like, what do you have to lose? Just go and meet him. (laughs) So I go out to San Francisco. He didn't tell his family I was coming. I didn't know his family was going to be there. I didn't know what I was getting into. This was like right after his signing and he was a first round draft pick. I didn't know what any of this meant. So I'm there. They're doing media. They're doing interviews. The, the GMs there, everyone's there. And here I am, this random girl that just shows up. His family doesn't know who I am. He didn't tell them anything. So I'm like, hi, I'm, I'm here to watch the game. So this was before he was officially on the team. So he wasn't playing. We got to sit in the front row and they actually put us up on the Jumbotron kiss cam. So we had our first kiss 
on the jumbotron (laughs) within about two hours of meeting one another. So his mom's sitting next to me. I don't know any of these people. We're on the kiss cam. It was just a lot at once. But now looking back, it's so hilarious to look back on. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. That is like one of the best stories I've ever heard. I feel like we dove right in. I know I wanted to get that footage so bad to play at our wedding or somewhere. I'm like, it's got to be archived somewhere. We couldn't get it, but I don't know. Maybe one day someone will stumble upon our first kiss. <laughs> That's so funny. So you met him, you did this like crazy trip. You met his family right off the bat. And then you kind of, did you guys just start dating or what did that look like when you actually decided like, okay, we're going to go for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different levels before you're officially in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. So he started out in fall ball and I would just go back and forth visiting him to wherever he was. So Richmond, Virginia, San Jose, Scottsdale, all these places I would go back and forth. And then um, eventually we got engaged in 2016, married in 2017. And yeah, the baseball lifestyle is wild. Like you guys mentioned, we're moving all the time. We're constantly packing. My life is a state of packing, unpacking, repacking. (laughs) Chat a little bit about where you have stayed. I want to know a story that comes to mind about a crazy move or something that you had to go through where you're like, what am I doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we have always been with the same team, the same affiliate, which is the San Francisco Giants. And so it's all we've ever known. And then just within the past couple months, we got sent to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So it's like a whole new world we're diving into, whole new team, new city. And it's been crazy, but a fresh start has been so refreshing. I'm meeting a whole new group of girls when, you know, the Giants have been all we've ever known. And I got to say that everyone's been so welcoming and I always tried to be that girl on the team back with the giants that if you're new, you know, I try to be like a welcoming face, try to give you all the info that I know help you out. Cause I know it's nerve wracking being mm-hmm. on a new team and the girls on the pirates have been that for me, like the, from day one, they're like, here's the family room. This is how you get into here. You scan your badge. This is where you get this. So they're just so helpful. And I, we feel really blessed to be on such a great team. That's awesome. And what did you do prior to meeting your husband? Like, what was that transition like from, you know, being this independent woman and then seeing your husband on TV? Now you guys are like engaged or following him. What was that transition? like? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm actually an actress. So I'm probably most well known for a Disney Channel show called Ant Farm. So I was on that show from when I was 15 years old to 18 years old. We filmed three seasons. I lived out in Los Angeles. And so that was pretty much all I knew was this acting world and sort of diving headfirst into this baseball world. There is a lot of comparisons. Like it's very competitive. There's different levels. Mm -hmm. With acting, it's kind of funny because I'll have an audition and people will say, oh, well, did you get that role? And I'm like, oh, it's not that simple. It does not work out like (laughs) that. First of all, you're just really lucky to even get the audition in the first place now because things are so competitive. And then there's callbacks, there's director sessions, producer sessions, chemistry reads, you test for the network. So there's all these different levels just to get the role. And I feel like in baseball, it's similar too, because you start out in low A, high A, double A, triple A, you're working your way up to the top. So 
a lot of persistence required on both on both ends. Yeah. So how did you find that passion to get into that role and in industry? Because I feel like 15 is such a young age. So were you just like, I want to do this and see where it takes me. And then <laughs> you ended up on Disney Channel. So how does that work? How does oh, that yeah. whole process work? That was my biggest dream as a kid. You guys probably can relate. You yeah. know, you grow up watching Hannah Montana or Lizzie McGuire. That's so Raven. And that is just your ultimate dream. You know, you're in the, you're in the bathroom mirror with your hairbrush drawing Mickey Mouse ears yeah. saying you're on Disney channel. So that was always my ultimate goal. I started out really young, probably like three or four years old, just doing like child modeling and uh, commercials locally in Texas, pretty much did everything that I could in Texas before sort of saying, mom, I think we need to see what's out in LA. And so I would actually go back and forth. My mom would take me even just for the day and we'd fly out to Los Angeles on the first flight in the morning, like 6 a.m. I'd get there, I'd have like an acting lesson. We'd have lunch, my audition, and then we'd fly back on the red eye that night and I'd go to school again the next day. Oh my God. Wow. So yeah, I'm really blessed that my mom, you know, saw my dream and, and we went for it. So I auditioned for Disney, gosh, countless times before I ever got anything. I auditioned for like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and all these shows. Mm -hmm. And finally, when I got Ant Farm, it was just, I was over the moon. That's awesome. And then I know that like, I mean, I don't know too much about like the acting world and industry, but mm -hmm. I know that you have to like be on set like countless days in a row. Did you do homeschooling or what did that look like for you when you got the show and then you had to like move to LA for a little bit? Right. Yeah. So I went to public school up until ninth grade. I finished up my freshman year. So I feel like I still got the high school experience. Yeah. You know, I got to go to prom and homecoming and all that jazz. And then once I was on that show, we did schooling on set. We had a classroom on set and it was kind of challenging because we were all in different grade levels, all the kids on the show. So we each kind of had our own little desk, our own workstation. We had our own online program that we did. And then we had a couple teachers. If we needed help, they would come over and help us, but they're actually very strict with how many hours you get in. And we would bank our hours because on Friday night, we would do a live taping in front of an audience. So oh, wow. Friday, we didn't have to go to school. So we would bank our hours so that we could take Friday off. Wow. Such a big change to be like in a classroom. <laughs> and also just the people that you auditioned with. I mean, not all of them probably were on the show. So I'm just imagining you're in a room with strangers learning <laughs> like all the rest of your education. That is wild beyond like I can't even imagine. So once the show is over... What does it look like next? Do you just keep trying to audition? Can you audition in the middle of filming? How does that work? Yeah, so we would have what they call hiatus, where we'd have a couple months off every year. And I would take that time and just go home and just hang out with my friends. And I don't want to say be normal, but it was just like so refreshing after being in LA all this time to just go home to Texas and hang out. So that was great. And then after the show wrapped, I was 18. I was still auditioning. I've done quite a few Lifetime movies, so started filming a lot of those and then traveling a lot with Tyler, did a film where I was in Hawaii, and it, it's a little challenging because I'd be gone for a few weeks at a time and missing him, so I would always try to rush back to wherever he was and see him. Yeah, I feel like that's just both of your schedules are so crazy because the acting schedule is like just, you know, 24 seven, just as the baseball schedule is. So how did y'all balance like when you were long distance being able to have like communication and being able to continue that and build your strong relationship on a foundation? 
oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of texting, lots of FaceTime. And there, there's time where it's really hard. You just feel disconnected, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was just always a priority to me. I know a lot of girls will say, well, I'm not going to go over two weeks without seeing my boyfriend. And you know, it's great to say that it's good to have those expectations, but sometimes it's just not realistic. You just do the best you can with what you have. And some girls like in the minor leagues, you can't afford to fly out to see Mm -hmm. your boyfriend every couple of weeks. So just doing the best you can. We kept a little journal at the beginning of our relationship. Now looking back on it, it's so cheesy, but it's cute (laughs) to read. And we'd write like little love letters and every trip we'd bring it back and forth and just little things like that. And now it's really precious to look back on, especially now that we're having our first baby, we're like writing letters to the baby. And I'm very sentimental like that. No, that's incredible. With your career, he has never asked you to give that up. So I'm sure after you have your little one and you have some time, what are your plans? Are you wanting to get back out into the acting world or what are you kind of thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's always been really supportive of my career, even though he much prefers me being with him. (laughs) He knows that it's just so good for me to have my own thing, my own creative outlet, something that keeps me busy. Otherwise, you know, I'm just kind of following him around. Nothing wrong with that, but I love just having my own identity and my own purpose. And I am planning to go back right after the baby, not right afterwards, but I have a mom who's, who's very hands-on. So I know I will have help, but knowing me, I'll be like, I can't leave my baby. What? No, (laughs) I can't go on set and leave my baby, but we'll, we'll take that in stride for sure. But yeah. And that was initially my hesitation with having a baby because he's wanted one for forever. He's always wanted to be a dad. And that's always been in the back of my mind. Like what about my career and then traveling? So I don't know. We just kind of had a breakthrough this past off season. And he told me we were on the plane coming home from Boston. His family lives in Boston. He's like, I really think we should try for a baby. And he sounded serious. Like, you know what? I don't know. I just had a a change of heart and I'm like, let's just try. So we gave ourselves a three month span that Uh we're like, you know, you got to plan for an off season baby Yeah, (laughs) as sports girls. So we tried in January and really, really blessed that we got pregnant. We're going to have an October baby. So thankfully that times up just right with the off season. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, hopefully you never know playoffs (laughs) and all these crazy things that you've got to account for, but it'll be here soon. Just a few months. Ashley and I were actually just talking about that the other day about having like, especially your first kid, I feel like in the off season, because how scary that is of just like, you've never been through it before. Like you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be by yourself for the first like month Mm -hmm. of with a newborn and all that stuff. So was that like something that you were kind of contemplating? I know that you said that you weren't 100% on board in the very beginning. Is that something that you thought about before that, like trying to transition to being kind of a solo parent at some points? Oh yeah. And a lot of baseball moms joke that they are single parents during the season, but they've been so helpful. They've all written me lists of what I need, what I won't need. People swear by the Duna. So I've got my Duna. I'm just planning to yeah, take it all in stride, (laughs) but yeah, that's what's so nervous because I'm used to just hopping on a plane wherever he's at. And it's so simple, you know, traveling by yourself. So having that extra responsibility of a child to care for, I pack enough as is I'm trying to pack minimally. (laughs) Now I got a whole playpen, I got strollers, (laughs) diaper bags. So that stresses me out. Tyler's like, you're going to have your parents to help you. It's all going to work out. And I'm already just like ecstatic about this little boy feeling his kicks and everything. Now it's just 
it's magical. I'm like, how did I not ever want this? Like all along, this is incredible. Such a gift. No, that is amazing. And with your community, you said that you had just open armed women to just bring you in and make you feel welcome. So let's talk about the community a little bit, because we always encourage everyone to find your group and just make sure that you put yourself out there and to just really take in that mentorship. And I feel like us as women, we kind of have that responsibility put on us because that's just, we're all in this together. We're trying to like make it through. So what is one memory or just story that comes to mind of just really being embraced by those women? And you're like, wow, this is incredible. First of all, they're already throwing me a baby shower and they don't even know me. Doesn't that just tell you so much already about how kind hearted they are? So that's amazing. That's already going to be like next week. I think that's precious. And then just, they're always offering up advice. I know going through minor league baseball, especially you're always focused. At least I am on the next season, the next stage, getting to the big leagues. Like that Mm -hmm. is your ultimate goal. And you don't really enjoy the present moment of, you know, Mm -hmm. these small minor league cities, they're so much fun, but all you're focused on is that big stage and getting to that next level. And I do recall there was a big league wife at one of these minor league games, her husband was rehabbing. And she told me, you just need to enjoy this. Like you are going to look back and miss all of this. If you're not present, focus on these relationships, these people here, these little cities, you know, the fans, the, the people who are stamping your ticket, like all of this is so special. And once you get to the big leagues, yeah, it's great, but this is where you build character. This is where you grow in your relationship. And now looking back, I see all of that. So I always tell all my friends who are even going through the minor leagues, like, just enjoy this. You're going to get there. This is just part of your journey. And that's Mm -hmm. really stuck with me is just being present, enjoying the moment, these relationships, especially some of my best girlfriends to this day are girls that I met in double a baseball seven years ago. Mm -hmm. I love that. I I've been to many minor league games and they're so fun and they're very different than being in the majors. So I totally see that like this, the super fans are, are out there in full force. In the majors. <laughs> so you got to yes. take that in. <laughs> There's so much fun. I just love that small town feel. Yeah. And you know, right now in Pittsburgh, they have the, is it called Pierogi race? And it's, it kind of feels like a little minor league too. Like they're racing around the field. It's adorable. I know. It's so fun. So much fun. Yeah. And so I want to talk about like that uneasiness, I guess, of being in the minors. Because I'm sure that's kind of what feeds into it, right? Like you're waiting for that next step. And then you're also not sure like where he's going to be the next season and things like that. So when he did actually get called up to the majors, what was that feeling like? What was that experience like? Well, first of all, I'm a terrible wife because I was not at his major league debut. (laughs) You're not terrible. No, (laughs) I still feel guilt about this. This was in, oh, was it 2017, 2018? I was in Tucson, Arizona. I was filming a movie in old Tucson. It was like where they film all those old Western movies. So I was there and he called me 
and told me he was going to be making his debut. I was in a Marshall's, of course. I was in a Marshall's dressing room. I'm a big Marshall's TJ Maxx girl. Everyone knows this about me. Big bargain shopper. I was offset. I was in Marshall's. I was so ecstatic. And they were actually going to give me, I had two days off from filming and it was going to work out perfectly. I was going to get to go to San Francisco and watch him make his debut. And then they switched his start day. So then I couldn't make it. Of course. No. And you know, it's not like I can just tell the director, Hey, can you switch up this whole shooting schedule so I can (laughs) make it to San Francisco? You know, they have extras coming in, they have catering, they have all this, the scenes are in a certain order so that we can make our day and make our shoot. So I couldn't be there, but I do remember I got off set a little bit early that day, rushed back to the hotel, flipped on the TV, and some of my castmates got to watch it with me, and we were all Aww. just ecstatic. We were all on edge, you know? Yeah. So oh, it, so it is a, great, a dream that's come to fruition because, oh gosh, it, it is such a grind for these boys and the amount of passion they have to have and their work ethic is just incredible because every day they're going out to the ballpark and doing the same thing every day and putting in the work. And even in the off season too, I think that's a misconception is that they have off for three months out of the year. And Mm -hmm. you guys know for yourself that no, 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 the off season is not for vacation. They're training every day. They're throwing. And as much as I'd love for it to be like vacation after vacation, no, they have to be home. They have to be training, prepping, just getting ready for the next season. It's always like you're getting ready for the next thing always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wondered with baseball, how, how does your husband not get burnt out? Like I just admire just how hard it is to play that many games. And so what's his perspective or what does he chat with you about just not being burnt out at all? I know it's a job, but at the same time, that's a lot. I just wonder what goes through his mind. I think a lot of you guys do get burnt out. I think they call it, is it the dog days of August? I think that's, is it something like that? They call it, I remember in the minor leagues, they always talked about this. I'm like, I am right there with you. We're ready for the season to be over. But yeah, like you said, it's just, it's their job and their job Mm -hmm. is to perform and to perform well. And I think that's really what's challenging too, is because you know, you're trying so hard to perform up to these people's expectations and to have these great stats. And baseball is a game of failure. Like someone's Mm got to strike out. Someone's got to give up the home run. That's just how the game works. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're the guy who gives up the game winning home run. That's just, that's how it goes. So I think mentally it's so taxing Mm -hmm. because just like you said, every day you're showing up doing the same thing. It's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, you got to flip it. And I'm always trying to give them this perspective. Like there's only been ever in history of MLB less than 20,000 players who have ever made it to the show. Mm -hmm. So it is such an honor and it is such a blessing. And this is such a short season of our life. Like it's really only probably less than 10 years, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, God willing longer, but just really soaking in these memories as, as cliche as that sounds like so many people would love to be in your shoes. And so just finding just a, a grateful attitude, a grateful heart every morning, our schedule is sort of wake up breakfast. We do our quiet time together, reading, and that's pretty much all we have time to do before the field. <laughs> so we don't have a ton of time together, but we make sure to try to squeeze that in there for a day. And it just kind of changes your outlook, changes your perspective. So 
kind of prevents a little bit of burnout, just having mm-hmm. that attitude, you know? I love that perspective. Yeah. I feel like you're just such a positive, like bubbly person. So I'm sure that's like so nice and refreshing for him to have like someone that kind of just believes in him and can kind of keep pushing him. Does he ever get like after a loss or maybe like, you know, after a bad day, what is his perspective and what have you guys worked on together to kind of keep it back to, okay, you got another day because baseball is so quick. You know, you play back to back to back like football. We have like a whole week. So I had to like literally tell my fiance, I'm like, you need to like leave that. Like you get 24 hours. But with baseball, like they literally play the next day. So does that ever like leak into his next day? I feel like that's a positive and a negative because you've got a whole week to dwell on that loss, right? So pitchers, he used to be a starting pitcher. They would have five days to think about it and, you know, go over every pitch in their head. It's so mentally taxing. And for me, it's taxing too, because I want to bear that weight for him. I want to take all that off of his plate. And yeah, it it is draining because we're both perfectionists. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm always thinking, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And so I think just realizing that, yes, you are identified as a baseball player, but that is not your identity. Like, I I think we need to remember, yes, that's who we are, but to remember whose we are. And we are children Mm -hmm. of God. We Mm -hmm. go to this Christian conference every year. It's called PAO. And we try to go every off season and just get reconnected with like other believers in the baseball community. It's like a three-day event and they have people come in and speak and they have a worship band. And it's just nice just getting really grounded with other believers and sort of bringing it back to, yes, baseball is what we do, but it's also just a platform that we've been given to, you know, be a light in that locker room. And I know I've had other players' wives tell me like, Hey, like Tyler's really been encouraging my husband or my boyfriend. I just want to thank you for that. I'm like, see all this that goes on behind the scenes. Like it's so much bigger than just sports. Yeah. Like just encouraging others and being that light that you mentioned. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're very rooted in who you are and confident. And I think that with that confidence, it becomes where you almost feel peace because you know, you're like, I know who I am. This is totally just how it's going to be. And I think that's amazing because a lot of people in our industry and sports in general, it takes you a while because you start following your significant other around and you kind of lose yourself a little bit. So has it always been this confidence and this peace that you have felt just because you know where you're rooted or was there ever a chapter where you're like, whoa, what is going on? Like, am I, am I the baseball wife? Am I the actress? Like what, what am I doing? Absolutely. The peace has not always been there that has been a big part of our walk our spiritual walk that was my word you know how you give yourself a word at the beginning of the year and mm-hmm. that was my word that I picked in January was peace I just want to be filled with the peace of the Holy Spirit and so that was my word in January and then when Tyler got DFA'd like two months ago it was just I mean it wasn't a shock but you're still like uh, there's a knot in your stomach. Like, how's this going to work out? Is a team going to pick us up? Is baseball going to be done forever? Like you have all these millions of thoughts run through your head. Like, what are we going to do for a career? So we had a whole week before uh, a team picked him up. Um, just how it works with waivers and all these things. So you pretty much have a whole week just sitting there, like questioning everything. But at the same time, I told him, I said, I've never felt more at peace, even though everything was uncertain everything was up in the air. I really just felt 
that peace and grounded, like you said, because I knew God's going to put us right where we're supposed to be. It's all going to work out. And I know that people say that, but it really does all work out in the end. And you can Mm -hmm. look back and you can see all the times that God's been faithful time after time. And I just love looking back on that perspective. I keep a prayer journal and I'll check off when a prayer was answered and I can see, Hey, that did take a long time, but God's always working and just having that peace is so, so important. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love having that like tangible evidence of like, okay, this has worked. Cause I think sometimes we think in the moment, you know, you're so like caught up in things that you're like, oh, it never works out or it never. And then you, you look back and you're like, I'm living out this dream that I, Mm -hmm. you know, I asked for, I prayed for. And so I think that's powerful to have a tangible resource that you can kind of check off and be like, okay, I'm exactly where I need to be and things are going to work out. Totally. Yeah. But that's not to say that you don't get backtracked sometimes. Like we've been up in the big leagues and then gotten sent down to the minor leagues. And that's just devastating too, because like, oh, I'm living this dream and oh, I'm right back here. I'm taking two steps backwards. I'll never forget one of my really good friends called me. They had been in the big leagues for a little while and he'd been doing really well and then went through a spurt where he wasn't doing so great. She called me crying and she said, Allie, we went from the Ritz Carlton to the Piccadilly Inn. And that was really (laughs) the name of the hotel where they were staying in the minor leagues was the Piccadilly Inn. So it's very, very humbling. And when people say you can't get too high or too low, they could not be more spot on. Yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing just starting out in this industry, or maybe somebody new getting into this industry, one thing that you've learned, what would you tell them? Sort of relaying back to what I said earlier is to enjoy every step of the way, every step of the journey, look around at the people around you, make those relationships. Don't think, well, I'm not going to be here long. I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to waste my time, you know, making these relationships with these girls, because those are what really keeps you grounded. What keeps you sane during those seasons where you are questioning yourself, where things do feel really iffy. So work on those relationships, you know, pray your faith, everything. I think all is, it comes full circle because one day you are going to be where you dreamed of being and it might not be all that you thought it was going to be. So just really taking it all in stride. And I think a grateful heart, like I mentioned too, is just a huge game changer. And I don't know. I'm just so sentimental about the relationships that we build because when, when else are you going to meet a girl from Utah or New York? Like we're all spread out and we're all, we all have this one thing in common. Mm -hmm. We're all here supporting our guys. Like we all have the same issues, Mm -hmm. the same stresses. So just having that in common with those other girls and, and building those relationships, I think is so, so fun. Yeah, we love that answer. And we just appreciate you coming on and sharing just everything about you and your future and your future little family coming uh, very soon. And we also appreciate that you're using your platform to be a light to others, because in this industry, that is a lot of what Brittany and I are trying to do is just really bring positivity to the industry that is so competitive. So thank Mm -hmm. you for doing that. And if anyone wants to find you, follow you, reach out, maybe ask a question about baseball. Where can they find you on social media? Yeah. Thank you guys so much. This has been such a treat. My Instagram is at Alexandria DeBerry. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you everyone that's listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you've enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.